What is up, Whisper Nation? Welcome to the Week 12 trade show here, right here on the Fancy Whispers. We're going to tell you some guys to trade for, trade away. As Look, we're in Week 12, so in most of your leagues, that's the trade deadline. It's time to make those moves for your playoff push. So who can you trade for? Who can you trade away? We're going to talk about those players and more right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, you did, you messed me up. I thought we were doing the drop, but I guess oh, that makes sense. Uh, we wouldn't. Hey, take. I can real quick. Here, here we go. We'll do it I'll right do here it. on the Fantasy Whispers. <laughs> right here. There you go. Oh, there man. you go, dude. Producer Johnny, Jawline hey. Johnny, messing with me today, dude. Hey, trying, uh, trying. Welcome in, Johnny Game Time Hicks. You can find Johnny on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Of course, I am Big Travi. You can find me on Twitter at Big Travi TFW. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're rocking with you. Wheeling and dealing, as our boy Jacob Bly yeah. says here, wheeling and dealing. As everybody in the chat right now, Mr. Miyagi, Corey Pereira, We've got uh, Oscar the Grouch in here as well. Love all of Whisper Nation showing up and showing up. Guys, if you like the video, if you like the content, get that like button in there. Subscribe to the channel if you're new over on YouTube. And let's get into it. Johnny, we're going to talk, of course, this uh, the, these trade, you know, because week 12, at least in our league of record and a lot of leagues I'm in, is that trade deadline. So we're going to talk about that push. But before we do, I want to talk to the Whisper Nation about the sponsor of today's show. It's Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest place to play fantasy football for big cash prizes. They have player prop bets like over and under on touchdowns, receiving yardage, rushing totals, and so much more. We're going to be helping you with all this information we get you each and every week. Build those best bet slips over there. And uh, it's really great, all the multipliers they have. They can help you win a bunch of money. But we can help you get a bunch of money to start with. Because if you go over there to underdogfantasy.com or download the app now, you'll get 100% deposit match of up to $100 if you use the promo code TFW. Johnny, that's Underdog Fantasy or download the app. Use the promo code TFW for $100 of matched money on your first deposit. That's a great deal right great now. Great deal. Thursday, Thursday coming up tomorrow where we got three games on the yeah, slate. This, is, this isn't even thir- – dude, this is hungry Thursday, uh, yeah. hungry Thursday, dude. We aren't thirsty anymore, dude, unless we're drinking gravy because we are getting – down with the turkey we're getting down with three big games with so many fantasy football players involved i'm i'm excited hey this is going to be an exciting day of game so i i'm definitely playing some dfs stuff so if you're not on underdog make sure you use that promo code tfw and uh we got some some content and some fun stuff coming up with underdog a special show for patreon people so make sure you're signed up uh, for Patreon and for Underdog, if you want to get in with us, want to you want to try to test your might against the Whisperers. Yeah, want to try and uh, try and beat us. Look, we always hear it when we play in leagues with people. Hey, maybe we should start the podcast. Well, yeah. uh, we now's say your you won't. To, yeah, now's your chance to battle us here. So make sure you're subscribed over on Patreon and you download the app and get that promo. Use the promo code TFW there, Johnny. Before we hop into our, uh, you know, we always do a buy low, a sell high. We talk about some cornerback wide receiver matchups on this show. Obviously, this show will probably change in the next few weeks uh, because trade deadlines will be passed. But we'll still we have are, a show. Don't worry. Yeah, we're still, still going to have a show. show. We're working on what it's going to be. Let us know in the comments if you have an idea for a weekly show that you would like. Um, and we will get that in the works right now. But before we get into the show, Johnny, we got to talk a little bit of news and notes. We have a few headlines working here today. Uh, Jim Harbaugh says Lamar Jackson will practice today. 
Um, so that's good, good news, news for our, uh, yeah. you know, Lamar Jackson owners out there. Obviously, the league is better when he's in it and he's playing at a high level. So we like him getting back. Not the only one returning to practice today because Browns have designated Kareem Hunt and that's their offensive one. tackle Jack Conklin back to return. So this Browns offense could be changing uh, back to its form of running the football in a, in a consistent way. Kareem Hunt and Chubb will both be active, it looks like, for this week. Kareem Hunt was almost uh, almost made this trade four uh, show, but I didn't end up putting him in here on one of mine or yours. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, if the Cowboys, so if Cowboys wide receiver CeeDee Lamb completes his fifth step of concussion protocol today, there is a still a final step of needing clearance from an independent neurologist consultant. I don't know if we'll have that finalized today or if it'll be tomorrow, says Mike McCarthy. But the team is now hopeful that CD Lamb will play in this game. And, I don't know how so you are, clear all these <laughs> protocols in time. It must be legit. Hey, it must be legit. Um, but this is good news. If you have CD Lamb and you need him uh, this weekend, great matchup. So hopefully he can go. Love to see him out there. But again, it's going to be something that we have to monitor because it's up in the air. We don't have any control over it. it's brain stuff. So uh, yeah, definitely brain want stuff. to brain stuff with uh, with. Yeah, continue CD. to check it out. We'll know more obviously tomorrow. That game, I believe, is at one thirty Pacific, so you'll know around noon Pacific time if they're able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> uh, if Dallas is able to do that, dude, after. that's like uh, and that's almost uh, man. Yeah, Humpty Dumpty is right. If you saw that, how his head hit I the know, ground, man. he Jeez. just did not. It did not look good there. Uh, but that's pretty much it for the for the news that we've got rocking today. Obviously, uh, yesterday we had AP released by the Titans. Dontrell Hilliard becomes, you know, a hot waiver ad this week. Mm-hmm. Matt Breda getting some news today. When asked, uh, they asked Sean McDermott if he's earned more touches. He said yes, quickly, shortly. Uh, don't know what that means, but a lot of beat writers are saying Zach Moss could find himself as a healthy scratch for this game Ooh, tomorrow. So if that that's happens. Uh, wheels up for your your Matt Breda shares. I don't know if I'd start him this week, but it's more like wheels up that we made the right call on the waivers and that we're mm-hmm. we're looking good on there. So, uh, without further ado, we'll get into this. Johnny, why don't you give us your? Uh, or actually, I guess it's me first, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're up first on this. You're trying to get me. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, so but we're going to talk buy low first when we talk these trade for trade away. We talk about buy low. So this these are guys you should go and look to acquire here. For me. I think one of the biggest buy lows in the industry right now, Johnny, is Kyle Pitts, the tight end for the Atlanta Falcons, the unicorn, as we've liked to call him. Um, we'll, we'll get this. Sorry. We'll and, get uh, it. We'll work on, we, we got, got a graphic. Got a graphic here. We got a graphic for yeah. you. But Pitts now has seven or more targets. He's cleared 50 yards in five of his last six games. He's the tight end one in air yard share. He's the number. He's number three in receiving yards among tight ends, number three in deep targets among tight ends. And this is all while he's only scored one touchdown. I mean, Johnny, we look at it. There are 34 other tight ends have more touchdowns than Kyle Pitts. No Ridley in sight right now. Patterson set to potentially. He could miss more time. He could be back. Pitts is shaping up to be Atlanta's main vein on offense down the stretch here. For me, Pitts is a guy I'm going to acquire because I think He's going to have a huge second half. That touchdown regression is going to hit in a major way. Look, third in yardage among tight ends, that's an excellent stat. We know that yardage eventually means touchdown. So that's why I would go and go and acquire Kyle Pitts. So for me, Johnny, that's my big buy low this week. I don't know how you feel on the Pitts train either. 
I do think Kyle Pitts is a guy that you are going to want to target, especially as the playoffs are coming around. He is a tight end that is a hybrid. He plays all over the field, especially with Calvin Ridley out. Uh, look to him to look the the tight end position is super volatile no matter who you have Kelsey we've seen it he has down games Waller down games all these guys down games but when you're looking at Kyle Pitts he is a game changer why because his ceiling is up there with the best of them we've seen that already this season am I guaranteeing he's going to have one of those games over the next guarantee (laughs) I don't Charles Barkley guarantee that but I can guarantee that he will be a wide or a tight end one rest of season so he is a guy that you can go and acquire right now because he is more volatile at that position people still aren't really sold on him I think right now going out and getting him right before the playoffs playoff run is a great idea great job yeah and so you could look at his his schedule right and you say oh my god man san francisco detroit buffalo in the playoffs those are tough matchups but Mm -hmm. he is not your ordinary tight end because he splits out wide especially with the lack of wide receiver depth so some of those matchups aren't as bad as they look for him on paper because he's not a typical tight end as johnny said he plays a lot of the wide receiver position johnny your buy low is at the running back position um this one kind of shocked me I, i don't i don't know if People would actually sell him right now, but I think that maybe the lack of production, you know, big pop games since coming back from injury mean that he could be a buy low candidate. And so your guy here is David Montgomery. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm pretty big right now on David Montgomery and trying to acquire him. I understand that it might be a little bit more difficult, right? But that's not we're, we're not we're here to make and help you decide on whether or not to go after these difficult decisions. And the reason why you need to go and try to get David Montgomery right now is because he is going to help you win a championship. He's got back-to-back games with 15 touches. In those games, though, despite the volume, they haven't been spectacular. He's finished as the RB33 and the RB25 in those games, Travis. When you are talking about people who have – David Montgomery on their roster right now, they're probably trying to get into the playoffs because they've missed him this whole time. Then when he did come back, you probably didn't play him on the Monday night right before the bye. And then he had this game this past week, which wasn't a fantastic game. So his value right now is probably lower than it's been in a long time because, you know, they were holding out hope that when he comes back, he's going to be a top 10 running back, which I do think down the stretch, he will be because he is getting the every down roll. That's what we've seen since he's come back. Herbert has faded into the background, but check out this rest of the season schedule and why I think that this is the key and why I think David Montgomery is going to lead you to championships. He gets Detroit this week. Wonderful matchup. He's going to have a mega ball stay. Then he gets Arizona who can't stop the run. They can, they can do everything else on that defense except for stop the run. New York Giants, not afraid of that uh, defense and, and stopping the run. And then he gets Minnesota two times as well down the stretch, Travis. So I do think that David Montgomery, because of his snaps, 85 and 93% in the last two games, and the fact that he didn't have, you know, these mega boss games coming back, he wasn't a top 10 running back like he was when he before he got hurt. I think it, it presents a, an opportunity for you to more readily go out and target a guy like David Montgomery. And I, and I think that if you get him, if you're able to make a trade for him, then 
then you are going to be setting yourself up for a, a very nice stretch here. I love Just Mr. Like Miyagi in the chat with his league mate says, sorry, Fang and Corey, Monty is not for sale. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this is what happens when you get Man. some of the fantasy whispers in your ear. Your league mates uh, don't don't realize what they're getting. Uh, they're getting all the secrets here. All right. So. I like this take. I think we're we're about around the same around uh, same amount of time or same time of the season where Montgomery went off last year and won you either yep. championships or got you into the playoffs and made a deep run. So mm-hmm. I think that's exactly right here. We're looking the schedule softens up. That was the big knock on Monty. Could he do it against a harder schedule? Well, we don't have to worry about that because he's got the soft schedule coming up now. Yep. So he should be able to pounce on that because we've seen it before. All right, Johnny, we got to get into our sell high guys. And my my next uh, this one hurts my heart. He was a big guy for us, a big um he is a big guy. Yeah, he is a big guy. But he was a big guy for us as far as a late round pick that blossomed at the beginning of the year. He then had a downturn and recently had his first big game in a while. And so I think this is a prime opportunity to go ahead and sell your shares off of Big Mike Williams. Johnny Five of six uh, last week for 97 yards and a touchdown. 53 of those yards came on that giant touchdown catch that he had with uh, Herbert there. And now he's had six or fewer targets in five straight games. He's going to face bottom 15 pass defenses and points allowed uh, to the wide receiver position in five of his last six, uh, five of his last seven games. So for me, Mike Williams has a tough schedule coming up. He hasn't seen the the correct target production just yet. He is dealing with the knee, right? He had the knee swelling. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was coming into this game. That's the, that's why we thought he was kind of a. Uh, that's what that was was ha- what was hampering him. So for me, Johnny, it's it's really simple. He scored. He looks good right now. We should probably capitalize on that because I think he's going to let us down more times than not down the stretch, especially with Keenan Allen reestablishing himself as that lead target getter in this offense. He continues to be the most consistent play within the uh, passing offense. So. For me, Mike Williams is a big trade away. If you can get some decent value, like if you're an RB thirsty team right now and you can go get an RB for Mike Williams or you can you know, piece Mike Williams with something to get an RB, I like that deal. I, I really like trying to get him shipped out right before this trade deadline, selling him uh, off of a, a big game. Again, I don't know how many more big games he's going to have down the stretch. So if you can get yourself a more solid wide receiver and a piece, or possibly, you know, Mike Williams and something for maybe Montgomery. I know Mr. Miyagi won't do that, but I, I'm just saying these are the types of pieces that you can really get because people have a lot of recency bias when they're talking trades. And when you look at those, you know, they'll look through the, the numbers and they'll see, hey, he has exploded. He had some down weeks. Maybe he's back and and maybe we can I could use him uh, during the stretch. And that's how you get out from under him. I do think that uh, going that route is is smart, Travis. Absolutely. So, Johnny, your sell high is similar. Well, not I guess it's not exactly similar. He's a little bit dinged up, though. Yes. Uh, but he missed last week. He's been the lead target getter for Baltimore. But you're saying that maybe Marquise Brown, it's a good opportunity for you to sell high on Marquise Brown, who was putting up wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, he's been putting up wide receiver one numbers. And again, I, I understand that last week we had uh, we didn't have or we had uh, Brown as a go in and trade for target. But considering what we have seen over the last few weeks, Travis, with Marquise Brown dealing with the injuries and then not only that, but then you've got the emergence. You've got the emergence of uh, Brashad Bateman here. 
And that's the part that scares me the most. Here, I'll, I'll get this up on. Oh, now I can't even get it because they're not <laughs> even they're not even showing it to me. Um, and and so when you're talking about Marquise Brown, he's missed week eleven with a quad with a thigh or quad injury. Bateman, when you look at what his game was in the or what he did in that game without Brown, he stepped in as that second target share uh, getter target uh, target monster. Nineteen percent just behind Mark Andrews. If you look down the stretch at the uh, at at Marquise Brown's matchups, Travis, that's where I get a little bit weary and why I'm like, okay, now now I think is the time to try to get out from under because Marquise Brown is still a top 15 wide receiver. That offense does, you know, Lamar Jackson was not in there last week. So one could argue, hey, that was a target share without Lamar Jackson uh, and Marquise Brown with Bateman. So it could, you know, Marquise should step in still as that alpha, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. And then you look at weeks 15 through 18, super tough Green Bay, Cincinnati, the Rams and Pittsburgh to close out the season. All those secondaries, Travis, are are secondaries that you don't want to mess with as far as matchups. They're they're tricky. You would have to hope for a touchdown in those ones. So for this one, I am I'm going to try and trade and ship out Marquise Brown right now with his value at what it is. I understand he didn't play last week, but again, I think because of what his quality of work has been throughout the whole season, the fact that Lamar didn't play last week, I do think that you are able to make those arguments to try and trade him away and get him off your team. Yeah, this one's tough because I think the draft capital you spend on Marquise makes him a huge asset. But if you could ditch him again for a running back to go and get a solidify your lineup, I like it. I do think that some of the secondaries you mentioned in his playoff schedule are a little bit of a mirage as far as like, are they still good? Um, because like I think Pittsburgh was one of those matchups, right? Just got lit up by uh, the Chargers. So I think there are some holes within some of these secondaries here. But I agree with you that what is going on? <laughs> I'm like trying to share this. Donnie's this trying to thing. show us his uh, his tabs over there. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe apparently not. that, dude. We yeah. got some home videos over there. Or what? You got some home videos. Hey, Johnny, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, no, but I I tend to want to leave Marquise Brown in my lineup, but I understand wanting to get him out. Look, he's not a prototypical alpha. He's a speedster guy. He's been right. living off a, a, a ton of volume, but I think that is a little bit volatile, especially for his style of play. And now he's a little bit dinged up. So I understand mm-hmm. a little bit of the concern coming in for our guy, Marquise Brown. Johnny, it's time to jump into these cornerback and wide receiver matchups. Uh, we use, uh, if you guys aren't subscribed over on Pro Football Focus, you should get over there. They're a great program. But we use some of their metrics in, in our research, of course, and try to help you build the best rosters each and every week. And part of that is trying to find these cornerback wide receiver matchups that are deadly for our wide receivers or they're profitable for our wide receivers. And so we'll mm-hmm. start uh, first. I'm going to uh, start it off with Tyler Lockett, who I think is in a very, very nice spot this week, Johnny, going up against the Washington football team. He is going to be playing up against, uh, you know, Collins uh, for most of his, ra- I'm sorry, uh, William Jackson and uh, Lyle Col- Landon Collins for most of his routes, right, Johnny? And those are two great matchups graded by PFF here, allowing 1.22 yards per route covered and 9.92 r- yards per route covered. Both are great as excellent and good matchups for Lockett here. And we know Washington football team just got awful against the pass. Only They're one of only five teams allowing 26 or more fantasy points to the wide receiver. So I understand the concern, Johnny, with uh, you know Russell Wilson and these wide receivers this week. But I think that he gets right. What a good get right spot here if we can 
get him on Monday night against Washington. And I think this is a good spot for Russ, for the wide receivers, and for everybody in the passing offense uh, for Seattle here. Definitely like that. Uh, we know that Tyler Lockett, boomer bust. I know Mr. Miyagi cracked me up. Uh, <laughs> we know that uh, the Tyler Lockett, boomer bust, but that should bode well for the matchup this oh, week. Oh, he's booming this week. He's booming. He's boom. Business is booming. Business I'll is tell booming. you. I'll tell you who business is moving for. And he almost actually made it as my buy low right now uh, or to try to trade for. Uh, but I didn't quite put him in there because I also want to put him in as a plus matchup. So you get a little doubled up here. But I'm talking about wide receiver Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers going against Minnesota this week. I also think that Brandon Ayuk is a buy low opportunity right before the trade deadline if you need a wide receiver. And I'll talk about why I love that so much here in just a second. But if you look at Brand Brand Ayuk, what he's done, he's eclipsed the 90% route threshold in three straight games. He's had two top 10 finishes during that time. Brandon Ayuk also leads the 49ers in both routes ran and target share at 23% over the last four weeks. Continue to play him the rest of the season because not only is he a great matchup this week, but PFF grades uh, the 49ers strength of schedule as the easiest one remaining for wide receivers. You love that. You love the matchups when you play in these wide receivers. Expect huge numbers versus the Minnesota Vikings this week for Brandon Ayuk, uh, who rank third in fantasy points per game allowed to the wide receiver over the last four weeks. So getting Brandon Ayuk in your lineup, he is going to blow up uh, or go try to trade for him because that schedule is a beaut. Yeah, I mean, the, this is part of the reason why I've been liking uh, Jimmy G over the last couple of weeks. He's yeah. been starting to turn it on, too, because Ayuk's emerging. We're getting Kittle back healthy. Obviously, Debo doing what he's doing. This offense is really turning a corner. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch, because just a couple of weeks ago, we didn't like the 49ers. They got the, the brakes beat off them by the Cardinals. And we were saying, <laughs> what's going on? And then they've really turned it around, beat up on the on the, on the the Rams. They beat up on the Jaguars. And now they're looking like a team. This is a, a, a sneaky, sneaky shootout against the Vikings on Sunday. And I think there's a lot of points to be had in that game. Johnny, we're moving on here to our temper expectations. Nobody likes the negative stuff. But we nah. got to talk about guys that probably don't have a really good shot this week at getting home or or at least the numbers would say we should be a little bit hesitant and my first guy this one hurts my heart but Rashad Bateman's going to get Lamar Jackson back unfortunately he's going to run most of his routes against Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams who have been graded 75 and 81 on the PFF scale of 100 for cornerbacks right now I mean they're allowing eight I mean Denzel Ward allowing 0.83 yards per route covered, only a 61% catch percentage. Greedy Williams only allowing a 59% catch percentage. I mean, these are dominant numbers for the cornerbacks. We know the secondary is strong for uh, Cleveland, plus they have Miles Garrett up front here. I think it could be a long day for our guy Bateman here, and I would only be playing Marquise Brown if I had to play a wide receiver out of the Baltimore Ravens. I think our guy uh, Bateman here is going to have a little bit of a, a rookie wall here, at least in this week. Uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Not bad, not bad. It's a decent uh decent um guy to sit. Well, sorry, I was like looking at my notes here for a second and then trying to transition, but I I couldn't figure out one. So, uh, uh I, but I will tell you. You're fired. Do, <laughs> you're fired. I am interested in seeing what Bateman looks like now that he has kind of ran that alpha one uh with Brown out. Again, 
like you said, if I'm playing one this week, it's probably I don't I, I just don't know if Marquise plays this week is my only problem uh, with. You know, that situation is the Marquise. I don't know if he plays. So he did return to practice today. That was as of three minutes ago. So it looks like he's okay. back to practice, which is a good sign for his availability. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Bateman's a good a good story. I think he's been putting some stuff together. But again, I think we know that Lamar, like we can't just knock chemistry. And Lamar mm-hmm. loves him some Marquise Brown, loves him some Mark Andrews, and these are his big target getters. I think yep. that, again, we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the matchup show, Bateman has really turned into the upgraded Sammy Watkins role in this offense. He's the upgraded Willie Sneed role in this offense. So he's a, a rich man's Willie Sneed, a rich man's Sammy Watkins. And I think that's good. I think he's going to have wide receiver two, three weeks. Um, but to think that he'll overtake the job, I just don't see that happening this year. It could very well happen next year. I just don't think it's a little bit too early or too uh, middle of the season for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, had he have been healthy the whole year, I'd, I think there'd be more of a case for that ahead. He had started the year uh, gaining that, but we'll see there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, Ooh, we, we got, got a oh. Barry in here. You oh, know what you that know. means. Got to hit him with a woo. Let's oh. go. Brandon Barry says, are you guys buying into the Elijah Moore train? I love Elijah Moore. I am hesitant to buy into it this week and going forward if Zach Wilson is the starter. Now, we know in the preseason, Johnny, that Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson had perceived, uh, you know, uh, chemistry together. But then when we saw the regular season started, it was only eyes for Corey Davis. So um, I'm I'm interested to see how Zach Wilson comes back because it was not good for this offense when Zach Wilson was at the helm. Um, we really only had the Corey Davis train working here. So for me, um, it would be a hold on Elijah Moore. See if if his because we know targets are earned. And as you start to earn targets, you're going to continue to earn them. Uh, but Wilson would need to basically take a step forward for me to want to believe in Elijah Moore like I was when Mike White or Joe Flacco was at the helm. So I, I do think that this week you can play Elijah Moore going against Houston. That is a great matchup. So I'm rolling in the flames with Elijah Moore this week. Uh, again, you'll want to monitor that that connection. But I do think he's safe this week to throw in just because of the matchup. And then again, we'll know more moving forward. But I do think that it's going to be hard to keep this guy off the field moving forward. We'll see. Uh, we did see the one nice thing is we did see a chemistry in the preseason that did dissipate during the regular season. But that could have been because uh, Moore was losing snaps and and a little banged up in the beginning. So. Uh, that's the one thing. The other thing I want to uh, want to note here, Brandon Barry here, dude, he's coming for Jersey J, man. Oh, Look at this. True, Look at man. that, dude. Jersey J, he's coming for you. Putting you on notice. He said, "I saw. I know that you work out, Jersey J, but so do I." <laughs> and, and he posted there. We might have two workout videos uh, in the works between Jersey J and Brandon Barry. Appreciate the question. Appreciate the super chat. As always, yeah, uh, we always answer those super chats as soon as we get them. Otherwise, we're going to get to the rest of these questions at the end of the show, and we're almost there. Johnny, we have one more cornerback wide receiver matchup to temper your expectations on your wide receiver. And, Johnny, I got to tell you, man, this is hurtful. This I is thought MVS was your boy, dude. Last week, you're like, hey, get him in your lineup on Sunday. And if people listen, that paid off in a big way. He had a career day. Yeah. And now, Johnny, you're saying, screw MVS. Throw him in the trash, dude. I don't even like him. You said, Why do you hate 
Marquez yeah. Valdez Scantling, dude. I, I, I it's, I, it has to do everything with the matchup, right? Uh, the metrics last week all aligned that MBS had the potential to have a breakout game, and so that's why I kind of recommended him. Uh, this week though, it's the opposite. It is not looking good. Even my boys are upset about it. I know they wanted to play MBS, but just don't do it. Don't fall. Don't chase the points because after coming off of a season high of 10 targets and 123 yards and a tutty, MBS has one of the higher, was one of the higher waiver wire priorities for you this week. We talked about it yesterday on the waiver wire show, but I'd say don't chase those points this week as they are going against the Rams who have given up the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers over the last five weeks. And then you just look at this, you know, He's going to get about 14 snaps with Ramsey. You never like when you're getting any kind of snaps with Ramsey. And then you just look at the other, even though uh, Ramsey is only one corner, even their other uh, Williams, their secondary uh, corner and their uh, Rockwell, both of those guys, 0.24 fancy points per route ran and 0.27 fancy points per route ran, which is not that far behind Ramsey, who's just giving up 0.23 fantasy points per route ran. So I am very nervous for MBS. We know that the the targets generally aren't as high as he saw last week. He got 10 last week. So I'm expecting that to come back down to earth. Don't chase the points this week. Stay away from MBS. Yeah, it feels like if if the Packers were watching the 49ers attack the Rams a couple weeks ago because it's a similar offense, it would be through the ground game. So I expect a lot of A.J. Dillon in this game and the Rams, Mm -hmm. uh, the Packers to try to attack the Rams similar way that they attacked Kansas City or even Arizona in playing time of possession, trying to keep the ball away from that, uh, you know, somewhat potent offense, although it's been up and down in the last couple of weeks. All right, Johnny, that does it for us. I just want to remind Whisper Nation that we are giving away a signed autographed Joe Mixon jersey. And if you want to win that jersey, you have a few more days to enter. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers, subscribe at the $10 level. Not only will you get entered into that raffle, but then you're entered in every single month for that raffle itself. We do a signed jersey every month. We also do a gift card pack, which is basically a bunch of these sports cards that Johnny's collected over his time. I mean, he's like Gary V out there, dude. He's out at these these uh, garage sales. He's, he's hawking cards. We just gave away, speaking of Marquise Brown, we just gave away a Marquise Brown rookie card yeah. uh, that was worth some big money last month. So what card will be in the pack this month? We don't know, but you can find out if you go to patreon.com forward slash the fancy whispers, subscribe at the $10 level. That gets you into the $5 level benefits, which include the sports card pack plus the $10 level benefits, which include the Jersey giveaway. And this month it's Joe Mixon autographed. Who's just absolutely killing it for the Bengals this year in fantasy. So what a great Jersey to be able to win this month. All right, Johnny, we got to get into these questions here. Corey Pereira saying, what's up boys. I need one for my flex DJ Moore, Dawson Knox or Damian Harris. Ooh, I'm probably going to roll with Damian in this one. If it's a PPR, I'm going DJ Moore. Yeah, if it's PPR, I would. I think that Damian Harris is in the midst of uh, either losing this job or or a 50-50 split all the way with Ramondre Stevenson. So I'm really concerned about Damian Harris going forward. Um, And he's lived off touchdowns as it was because he doesn't get involved in the passing game. And so I I think he might have, you know, he might be suffering from negative regression down the stretch in touchdowns because he scored so many in the first half of this year. My only thing with Damian and why I don't necessarily believe they will fully turn it over to Ramondre is just what we've seen from Bill Belichick uh, over over his time. He generally... 
and I don't need them to fully give it over to him. And I agree with you. I don't think they'll fully will, but now there's enough of the pure rushing portion being mm-hmm. chopped up between the two. Whereas it used to be 15 to 20 touches for Damian in the running game. It could now be 10 to 12 because they're giving a lot more. I mean, last week, Stevenson out touched him in that game against Atlanta. And it mm-hmm. wasn't all just because they were blowing Atlanta out. It happened in the first and second quarter as well. And again, Ramondre is used in the passing game because he's a great receiving prospect. So for mm-hmm. me, Harris was Harris is a guy I was trying to get out of a couple weeks ago because of Stevenson's big game. And I think this is a situation where he's going to be hard to trust. But this, I do think this is a decent game, Johnny, to give you credit here, because they are five and a half point favorites over Tennessee. Tennessee just got beat up by Houston. I think that New New England can really establish the line of scrimmage here against Tennessee. And I think it's not a bad start to start both of those backs. But again, Mm -hmm. in PPR, I'm leaving DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore has a good matchup, too. Mr. Miyagi saying I landed Philly D Wilson to back up uh, Lamar. Uh, I think. Oh, uh, CD Lamb, Cedric Wilson to back up CD Lamb in case he doesn't go. And I got MVS. Should I pivot for NWI instead? I do think NWI is a better play than MBS. Uh, I'd be afraid week. to use. Is AJ Brown going to play? I don't know. See, it's he's still. See, so if, if AJ Brown does play, then NWI has a, a shot to be like a compiler for that team because I think yeah. they'll shut down Brown. But if AJ Brown doesn't go, I wouldn't be trusting NWI to be your guy to get in there. So um, I landed Philly D Wilson to back up uh, Lamb in case he doesn't go. I got MVS. Should I pivot for NWI? I think I would trust more the points in the Green Bay game and try to swing for the upside of MVS. I know the matchup isn't great, but he he just needs one, right? If he can do a broken coverage and get there, I think he gets there. I think that's where I would lean. But I understand, Johnny, you want the floor of NWI. You're thinking it's a little bit higher than MVS. I love how he's got yeah. these uh, the three-digit acronyms. I he's know. Like, MVS well, I like NWI. the NWI because his last name is ridiculously. And that's... that's uh, Westbrook so I guess uh, we're kind of split on this probably like uh, I think I would lean MVS here Johnny you'd go NWI yeah I would go NWI Mr. Miyagi say I'm going to Fellini's pizza later to grab a slice of that Thanksgiving pizza they have Thanksgiving pizza dang man that sounds good that sounds delicious Um, you got to post a picture of that in the discord yeah in the discord let us know what it looks like man we got Eagle Fang you should be flexing DJ talking about DJ Moore. Yeah. He's, yes. He's, yes. I do think um, to flex that's DJ probably. that's first worldwide receiver problems. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, Andre, Andre Silva. Welcome back in brother. He says, Appreciate should I trade Foreman and Callaway for Bateman and Devonta Smith? Yes. I would do this deal in a heartbeat. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I would try to do Foreman and Callaway for Smith. Uh, if you can keep Bateman, then I probably oh, oh I'm, I thought it was for Bateman and Devonte Smith. I was no. like, yeah, go do it. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Try do Foreman and Callaway uh, for Devonta Smith first. But I would be even OK with Bateman and Foreman for Devonta Smith. Yeah. Devonta Smith is really like starting to break out a little bit over these last couple of weeks. So if you can get Good in on that, ahead. he would have been he would have been a nice buy here. I, I don't know if he's technically a buy low. But he's definitely a guy you could go and trying to acquire here. He's got a good, but yeah, they play Washington twice in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, that's a super that's nice. a great matchup. Eagle Fang asking Andrews for Swift. Are you getting DeAndre Swift? Because yeah. I would do that if if you're getting DeAndre Swift, and as long as you have another tight end, you know, like a somewhat decent, like a Knox or a, a Friermuth 
or yeah. something like that, then yeah, I definitely I like trading tight ends for running backs. That's that's really nice. Uh, thoughts on Brandon Cooks rest of the season? Ask F. I like Brandon Cooks. I like him better with Terod Taylor in the lineup. I know he had a bad game and their only win or in their win here, but I think that Cooks is really on on schedule to soak up targets in that offense and continue to be the number one guy there. More times than not, he's going to be a wide receiver three, wide receiver two for you uh, down the stretch. And he was so cheap to draft. I think he's been just such a great, just yeah, great ad. Yeah, he's been he's been great. Uh, rest of the season, CMC or JT. Yeah, it's JT for me, Johnny. Yeah. And look, check this out. Inside the 20, rushes inside the 20. Jonathan Taylor, 60. The next closest, 35. That's Dalvin Cook. 60, 60 dude. Carries inside the 20. The amount of usage that he gets, it's not a surprise, really, that he got five touchdowns because he continues to be basically putting the entire Colts team on his back. It's this perfect well, storm for Jonathan Taylor. One, he's durable. Two, he can yeah. catch the ball. Three, he's on an offense with only one really other big weapon. That's Michael Pittman, right? Yeah. And it's on an off or it's on a team with a pretty good defense to give them the ball back in a lot of situations. I really like Taylor. Uh, obviously, uh, it's not it's not yeah. really smart fantasy analyst anal, analysis to say you like him, but yeah, this these are the reasons why. Well, and then not only that, but you're also talking about look at who their quarterback. And I I'm a bigger fan than most uh, with Carson Wentz. I think he's a good quarterback, but when you're looking at that team, the reason why Jonathan Taylor has so many rushes inside the 20 is they don't want Carson Wentz to mess things up. They don't want him to throw interceptions, fumble the ball, try to do too much. So how do they negate yeah, that? Like they, they just turn a, it around and give it to have, Jonathan Taylor every when time. When they have a pass play, Jonathan Taylor calls an audible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's like, down, yo, check, check, check. Uh, yeah, kill, it's like, kill, oh, what do they kill. do? Kill, kill, kill. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, F is asking last question. How do you feel about Dave Montgomery uh, rest of season and especially tomorrow? Look, Johnny laid it out perfectly in our buy low segment here if you can go back and, and look at that but it's essentially this he has a great schedule coming up he's been getting the usage and i think that only continues no matter what happens with the coaching situation or the quarterback situation we know chicago will want to run the ball with montgomery and we saw it last year montgomery won people leagues last year with his final six games where he went absolutely nuclear only and derrick henry and jonathan taylor had better end of season last year than our guy david montgomery and you know who would be taking over for that team? And I mean, he's already calling place to this point, but then, and you talk, Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor well, would be, they uh, might give it to him. They might give it to somebody else. You don't, but most, most likely, likely, most likely it would be Bill Lazor. Bill Lazor was the offensive coordinator down the stretch last year that really helped Monty finish as a top five. Again, everything aligning really nicely for David Monty. Uh, and Eagle Fang saying AJ Brown rest of season, Johnny. Yeah, so I was looking at A.J. Brown's uh, schedule here, and I do think that he has – I think he is also kind of a buy low right now. I know that he's coming off of uh, – or he's dealing with some injuries, and so that might really help bode well. This week, not a great matchup against New England, even if he does play. We know New England loves to just shut down your best player. Obviously, that is now A.J. Brown for Tennessee. Don't like his outcome this week. I mean, it's going to be hard not to get him in your lineup just because you know what the upside is. But then, Travis, after that, he gets a bye week 13. So, again, if you're in a position where you're already in the playoffs, I think getting A.J. Brown right now off of a team that needs to win the next few weeks is really big and really e and much easier to do. Because then after the bye, Travis, you get Jacksonville week 14. Absolutely love that. Pittsburgh, who has been top 10 the last four weeks uh, against wide receiver or giving up the top 10 most fantasy points over the last four weeks to wide receivers. 
Good matchup. San Francisco, we know the number one wide receiver goes off against San Francisco. Miami, you're not really scared about them. They've been giving up a top 10 to wide receiver and fantasy points. Uh, and then you close out week 18 against Houston. So I do think uh, that A.J. Brown has a better rest of season than where he's at right now. He's a wide receiver 28, 29. And I do think he's a guy that you should try to go acquire as well. Gus Ramos says, what's up, guys? What's going on, Stop. Gus? A B in here. Hey, shouldn't you be a practice A B? Yeah, right. It's yeah. still worth rostering considering A G coming back to form. I wouldn't know if Gibson's coming back to form or if they're using him a little bit more. I do think McKissick is a decent roster in PPR leagues, uh, where you're gonna need spot starts out of the running back position. Um, but you know, you're gonna have to pick and choose those those lineups. It would always depend on who you would be dropping him for, as always. Yep. Gus Ramos, would you play Chicago defense over the Bills defense? I would not. I think the Bills are in a get right spot here. Uh, I know they're on the road, but that defense is really good. I think they just got punched in the mouth and that and I think it woke them up. If you you know, I think that's gonna be a situation where it's not like they're dealing with a lot of injuries on the defensive end. Uh, it's not like New Orleans offense scares me. And we may be out Mark Ingram as well. Like it could be Kamara yeah. and Ingram out going to Tony Jones. So uh, Trevor Simeon doesn't scare me if I'm I think Bills are going to have a big day defensively. Andrew coming in here. Mooney, Ayuk, Ty Johnson, Landry start to PPR. Well, you're starting Mooney and Ayuk for me. Yeah, I don't I'm, think I'm that's going... really that close. I think we just get we keep rolling in the flames with our guys here. Yeah. Detroit, obviously a little bit better than we think against the wide receiver. But Mooney's been so hot right now. I think he's the, definitely the, the main focal point of their offense. And they're most susceptible with down the field uh, like passes beyond 20 yards. And we know that Mooney, that's his kind of go-to forte. And so I do think it's possible he hits a couple of long bombs uh, or catches a couple long bombs that end up sal sal. Salivate. I don't want to say salivate because that's uh, <laughs> salvaging uh, your thirsty Thursday tomorrow. But you I don't salivate when you're thirsty, though. I don't know if if Mooney will have a mega ball stay tomorrow. I would I temper think, expectation on that. I think part. Mr. Miyagi was salivating when he saw that milk folder on your desktop. Oh yeah, you probably did. I don't. There is no folder like yeah, that. Yeah, we that saw. Was, it. Hey, that was the chosen. Really we saw it. Jawline milfs, dude. Yeah, the chosen rose start to Jerry Judy, Hunter Redfro, Emmanuel Sanders, <laughs> MVS. Uh, oh man, I, Hunter Renfro for sure. And I think I'd lean Jerry Judy. Look, I know Judy's yeah. got a tough matchup against the Chargers. They really kind of just got toasted by Pittsburgh in the passing game. So I think he could be there. Denver's coming off a bye. He had nine and eight targets before that. I think Judy's going to have a decent second half here, even though he's got some tough, tough schedules. Chosen Rose, would you start Corderell Patterson? If he goes, I think you got to get him in your lineup. I know we're a little bit yeah. worried about it, but there was some news reports that said that if it wasn't a Thursday night game, he had a real shot at playing last week. So hopefully the extended time off helps him, and we'll and we'll see CPAT back in the lineup. Yep. Eagle fan, Cousins or Wentz this week? Give me Cousins, man. Cousins is on yep. fire right now. Three straight weeks, he's finished top six at the QB position. Uh, also, should I sell Connor High, says Andrew McGrady. Uh, I don't know if he keeps us up with Kyler and Edmonds coming back and eventually coming. Look at me, guys. Look at me right now. Quit trying to sell James Conner. You guys won. You did it. Okay. You got a late round running back and he's paying off. 
don't believe it's fool's gold. Okay. This is an offense that stays in the red zone, especially when Kyler Murray's back, he was already getting touchdown upside when chase was in the lineup. And who says that when chase comes back, they're going to be like, Oh my God, we should give, we should give him some of Connor's work. I think he's going to, Edmonds is going to come back and do what he did before. See about 15% of the target market share, be a pass catching back for them. Maybe they use him a little bit on some plays in the red zone, but make no mistake. The conversion rate for Connor at the goal line is real. And we would have loved Kenyon Drake last year if he could have done what Connor did uh, this year. And Connor continues to kill at the goal line. So, I mean, Johnny, you're the you're the Cardinals fan. Is there any reason why Connor takes a step back, even if they come back, like as far as the touchdown prowess? Yeah, I, I do think that that's a, re- a really big reality if Edmonds does come back. Uh, but again, I don't know if it's going to be in time because we have to remember he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. I don't think, uh, and we know that Kyler missed a month with something that's not as severe. And so uh, that's the, that's the thing is, I don't know, but here, let me ask you this question because this would be a good one. This is probably an instance in which I would do a trade for Connor, but I agree with you. I'm not trying to trade Connor right now because he is going to help win you a championship, but would you trade Connor right now for Monty? I think you could get that deal done. And I, I mean, think yeah, I would go with Monty instead of, of yeah, Connor moving I, I forward. Would, yeah, I think that's – I mean, that's fine. That's not really selling high, though. That's my thing with Connor is people are trying to sell high right. on Connor to go get, you know, maybe a couple other pieces. I mean, I understand if you're out and you want to try and piece out your best player or one of your best players, but Connor is going to win people leagues this year. Connor based on Antonio where you, Gibson rest of the season. I'd take Connor. Okay. Yeah, I think that's kind. Of, I think you're looking at like if you can acquire a top twelve running back. Yeah, I mean it's James like Connor if you can buy a piece, like if you could take Connor and something and get Kamara because you're already in the playoffs. Maybe you do something mm. like that. That's something you could go that's do. A good one. But that's I think that's one. stuff that you know you'd have to really wheel and deal to do. But we, we got, got a shout yeah. out for Gus Ramos. Got to hit him with that. Woo! Wait, wait, <laughs> where were you at? Woo! Quick thoughts on Kareem Hunt and Logan Thomas coming back, Johnny. I I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt, this is good for Kareem Hunt. Now, Will, do I expect what he was doing in the beginning of the season to reoccur? I don't know if it's quite there. I do think they're going to run a lot where you're going to get Hunt in your lineup. And then Logan Thomas, again, someone that you need to uh, monitor because it's not quite sure if he will be back for this week. Uh, but if Logan Thomas does come back, then I do think that you, you know, he will be one of those uh, tight ends that you could throw in against Seattle this week uh, and then Las Vegas next week. So I do think uh, that you can start him against Seattle uh, this weekend if he plays. Yes. Jacob Jacob Bly says, Dynasty, who are your one, two, three between Metcalf, CD, and Justin Jefferson? So this one, um, it might not be as popular. Uh, Yeah. It might not be as popular, but I like C.D. Lamb ahead of Justin Jefferson only because I think that Minnesota could eventually move off of Kirk Cousins. And I and I see C.D. tied to Dak for much longer. I see that Dallas is obviously going to probably move off of Amari Cooper eventually. And C.D. Yeah. will be the number one wide receiver for longer here, whereas Justin Jefferson's great. But I think he benefits a lot from Kirk Cousins and being matched up with a Kirk Cousins right now. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen next year or the year after. So maybe I'm doing a little bit too far looking down the road. But I do like C.D. Lamb's output for, you know, past Justin Jefferson. I think he will catch up and, and surpass Justin Jefferson quicker. And then I think Metcalf would fall into third for me just because of the uncertainty of Russ. 
um, and he doesn't see the target volume that some of that these other guys see. What will be interesting, though, and in how this could change real quick in offseason, of course, like that's what the offseason is for. But if Pete Carroll does get fired and they actually do bring in a offensive load, yes, then then, oh, my goodness, you could end up seeing DK I wish they'd that right now. For I know. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, with all the uncertainty as of right now, if you're asking us to rank these, I, I would uh, agree with. Travis and as Jacob Bly said here, if you're in here, get these likes up because we've yes. got over 20 of you watching and. We've only got five likes, guys. Get those oh. likes up. We know you're in here. We were watching. Hit that it like. Really button. helps our channel uh, reach. It. it tricks the algorithm, which is truly what we're epic. To do. Says Elijah Moore. Now a better start than both Bateman and Tony. He keep putting up them points. Uh, this week I do like him more than Bateman, um, but I do think he's a little bit sketchy here with Zach Wilson coming back. I want to see how this works for at least one week. But I, I yeah, Tony is just one of those guys we're excited about, just doesn't seem to be going the way we want it right now. Yeah, your boy got him on a waivers. He was in, in the big money league. He was still on waivers. Your boy got him this morning. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Hey. What is your best defensive start for week 12? So what I'm doing now, especially if I'm kind of close to the playoffs or in the playoffs, is I'm looking for teams with playoff schedules that are good. And some of those teams are the Chargers, uh, the Eagles, and some other teams. And both of those teams – conveniently play some good matchups this week the chargers play the broncos and the eagles play the giants so take a look at your team see if you can roster them and maybe a second defense um if you've got that end of bench spot but i like both of those teams this week and because of their playoff schedules as well love that niner 49er pick two sanders gaskin or hunt worried about hunt status and the browns having a sunday night game uh, uh, Gaskin is a play. Gaskin has yeah. a good matchup this week, so you're playing him. I would try I, to trade him if you can. Yeah, I don't. Gaskin doesn't really have a great matchup because they play Carolina. Gaskin's matchup's bad. Oh, Sanders, yeah, Sanders, yeah, actually, Sanders and Hunt would be the play. I understand you're worried about Hunt's status, but they've already activated him off the IR, so I think he's. I think he's probably ready to go. They they said he was close last week, and Cleveland kind of been shaky. I think they try to get him. Uh, going and in there. So that's what I would say there. I think Hunt and Sanders are the play. What do you guys think of Javante rest of season? Just picked him off, off waivers. Man, I love Javante. I think he's a great pickup off waivers. I think he's a great Oh, hold. wow. You got him on waivers. Yeah, that's there amazing. He's there. He averages is- about 12 touches. Um, but I think that he's not going to be the guy we want him to be just yet because Melvin Gordon still exists. He will still have RB3 and flex appeal, though. Don't play anyone from Seattle as long as Wilson is starting. The Seahawks are terrible. This must be a, yeah, I mean, they are yeah. looking bad. I agree with you. But this is a spot where we can trust the wide receivers for sure against Washington. Yeah. Um, and I, I honestly think this is a decent spot for Russ to get right here against Washington as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, should I hold on to Daryl Williams as Eric Saldana? If you're um, the CEH owner, I would. Yeah, um, or I, well, and I would also, if you need the spot, like you need to go out and pick up a, a streamer or, something like that, then I, I don't mind it. But I would say Daryl is someone that you should probably hang on to. He's probably a top five handcuff just in case. C, I mean, we saw when CH went down, Daryl stepped in and was an RB2 with RB1 week. So I don't like necessarily giving up those guys, especially when we've seen it. We already know what's going to what to expect. If something, yeah, and we're happen. in that trade deadline. Maybe you can go ditch. Yes, uh, there Darryl you go. Williams to the CH owner. If you're not the CH owner, if you are the CH owner, you keep on to Daryl Williams. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's how I would kind of approach that. 
Well, Johnny, we did it. We got through the week 12 trade show here. Uh, If you guys want more fresh fantasy football content, make sure you're subscribed here to the YouTube channel or you hit us up on the fantasywhispers.com for all of our action there. For Johnny Game Time Hicks, I'm Big Travi. We're the Fantasy Whispers. Peace. Peace. Right here. Congratulations on making it to the end of the video. If you still have a lot to say about fantasy football, maybe you want to give Johnny a little bit of crap for his take today, then go on over to our Discord channel and join the conversation there. Click the link in the description below. And if you still want more content, check out one of these videos. Homie, don't you hear the whispers?